the Woodside Church Podcast. Well, good morning to you. Good morning. My name is Martin, Martin Tuart. I'd love to greet you this morning. It's great to have this opportunity to bring God's word to us today. Now, we continue our sermon series. Our sermon series is entitled More of God, more of God. It's about being transformed by knowing God. The more we know our Father in heaven, the more we know Jesus' Son, the more we know the power and the person of the Holy Spirit, the more we will be transformed by that power, the more we will be transformed by God. So we really want to get into this uh, as a series. Part two uh, is entitled God Who Never Changes. God Who Never Changes. In a time of such change, in a time of such uncertainty, we need to know that God is our Father, that God is our rock, that God is our refuge, that God is always with us, whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. Now, the Bible is full of ways to describe the unchanging nature of God. But I want to look at the letter to the, what we know as Hebrews, is the letter to the early Jewish believers. I want to look at some words in that letter that talk about this unchanging God. This is what Hebrews 13 verse 7 and 8 says. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. When the 15-year-old Hudson Taylor paid a visit to his, his minister, his church leader, to share his vision to plant churches across China, he did not receive much encouragement from this minister, his early minister. This is what Hudson Taylor writes. How do you propose to get there? He inquired. I answered that I did not at all know, that it seemed to me probable that I should need to do as the twelve and the seventy had done in Judea, go without purse or scrip, relying on him who called me to supply all my need. Kindly placing his hand upon my shoulder, the minister replied, Ah, my boy, as you grow older, you will get wiser than that. Such an idea would do very well in the days when Christ himself was on earth, but not now. Oh my goodness, uh, what a response. Uh, I wonder what we would have said to a 15-year-old Hudson Taylor. Now, many of you probably know uh, much of the story of Hudson Taylor, remarkable man and remarkable ministry. Let me just give you some headlines because the story went from that moment to some remarkable uh, feats and remarkable steps of faith 
and remarkable outcome in the ministry and the mission into China. Hudson Taylor, one writer said, spent 51 years in China. The society that he initiated, what was known as the China Inland Mission, that began to grow and was responsible for bringing over 800 missionaries to the country of China. They began 125 schools that directly resulted in over 18,000 Christian conversions. And of course, the legacy of that work continues today. See, this is the thing. Every new generation of believers faces the same challenge, this same challenge. Is Jesus still with us in the same way that he was with previous generations? This question was particularly urgent for the Jewish Christians that this letter was being written to because their senior leaders, if I'm honest, were dropping like flies. James had been stoned to death. Peter had been crucified. Paul had been beheaded and they were expecting Timothy would also be executed. They were therefore at a turning point of history in Christianity. How would the next generation respond? Would they believe that Jesus was with them in the same way that he was with their predecessors? And so in verse 7 and 8, we see these remarkable words that begin to answer the question. Remember your leaders. Remember your predecessors. Remember your fathers and mothers in God. Remember those who brought you through from infancy as a believer, who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. They are to reflect of the lives of their leaders, those that they had followed. In fact, the way that's written is even in a manner there to reflect on the way that not only they lived their life, but how they died trusting the Jesus who never changed. And to pick up the baton from those leaders and then run the race that was marked out for them. I think it's good for us just to unpack that phrase. That phrase is so familiar. It's one of those phrases that that you hear quoted time and time again. Often it's said in a prayer as a declaration of truth, which is wonderful. But sometimes those most familiar of phrases are important just to pause and just check. We fully embrace and fully understand all that is meant. Firstly, we need to recognise that Jesus is God. His sameness is the sameness of God. Our title for this sermon is The God Who Never Changes. We could have called it The Jesus Who Never Changes. In fact, uh, in the early part of this letter to the Hebrews, it helps us to see that Jesus is actually God. Uh, And uh, it's important, often very helpful to look at other parts of the same letter to fully understand what's been written and what's been 
what's been communicated by the writer. In chapter one, verse three says this, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Right at the beginning, the writer says that Jesus is exactly like our Father in heaven, exactly like God the Father. But then he goes on to say more than that. If you read on in chapter one in verse eight, it describes an amazing, almost like a dialogue between God the Father and God the Son. And you notice that the word God is becomes interchangeable, sometimes referring to the Father, sometimes referring to the Son. Look at these words in verse eight. But about the Son, that's Christ, but about the Son, he says, the Father says, your throne, O God, talking about the Son, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice, justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, your Father, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. So when we think of the sameness of Jesus, the fact that Jesus doesn't change, what we're also saying, and the writer of the Hebrews is saying that Jesus is God. Jesus never changed. God never changed. That's fully interchangeable. And of course, we're beginning to touch into our understanding as God as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. The, if you like the doctrine of the Trinity. Now, that's a big subject, but it's an important subject. And in fact, in this series, David Demonish is going to unpack that for us. It's, it's mind blind, but it's really central to our understanding of God. But here we see it unpacked and helpfully underlines that Jesus is God and his sameness is the sameness of God. But what about those three time periods, yesterday, today and forever? Understanding the significance of those three time periods and what the writer was meaning by using that sentence is really important for us to grasp. See, when we think of the yesterday, it's crucial that Jesus Christ be the same yesterday as he is today. Because the yesterday is when Jesus Christ showed us in history who he really was and what he really was like. So I understand that the yesterday Jesus is the same as the Jesus we know today. It's crucial to understand. It's crucial that Jesus Christ be the same today as yesterday, because today is when we have fellowship with him by his spirit. We relate to him. We connect with him. We know about him in his life and ministry, but it becomes alive in us today. And knowing that Jesus is the same tomorrow is crucial, crucial too. For he because Jesus Christ will be the same tomorrow as he was yesterday and today, because all of our hope for everlasting joy hangs ultimately on us relating to him forever. In fact, the more you get into it, the more you realise this needs some thinking through to fully grasp this significant truth. 
the scholar and the preacher and the church leader, John Piper, explains it this way really helpfully. He says this, the Christ of today must be the same as the Christ of yesterday, or we cannot know the Christ of today. We know him and commune with him through the word of God about him from yesterday. And we know about him from yesterday enables us to know him personally now by his spirit. The spirit takes the things of Christ and makes them real and personal and present and powerful and precious in our lives now. This historical factual Christ whom we have come now to know and love and cherish and exult in is the Christ we will increasingly know and enjoy forever and ever. Do you see how this is a wonderful truth that we stand upon? Remember your leaders, we're told, who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Do you know, last week I, I had what I would describe as a prophetic dream. In fact, uh, some of you may have experienced this in your in your life. It's not something that that regularly happens to me, but it has happened to me before when God has spoken to me through a dream. So I was asleep uh, and when I was asleep, I dreamt. And as I woke up, I instantly felt uh, God impress upon me that this was something that he was using to speak things clearly to me. Uh, let me tell you the dream. Uh, I was actually at a Bible week or something like Stonely, if you remember Stonely, or a, a similar type of festival like the Catalyst Festival. What I know, there was a sea of tents uh, where people were camping and there were thousands of people there. And I was sat at a table and to the right of me was a man called John Wimber. Uh, opposite to me, just to the right, sort of diagonally, if you like, was a man called Terry Virgo, and straight opposite me was David Devonish. Now, John Wimber, if you, many of you might know John Wimber, he was the founder of uh, vineyard, the Vineyard Churches, began in the States and now has spread across the world. Sadly, he's no longer with us, but John Wimber was there, and John Wimber has had a massive impact on my life. When I was a, a new Christian, uh, his ministry impacted the church that, that I was at, uh, I was baptised in the Holy Spirit as a sort of an overflow from, from Wimber's ministry. And he really shaped, but he was an amazing, impressive leader that I have often thought, I want to imitate that man. I want to learn from that man. Terry Virgo is the founder of New Frontiers. I mean, there were some there's big heavyweights in this this um, this uh, coffee I think we were having together. So Terry Virgo, as many of you would know, the founder of New Frontiers, uh, still alive, still pressing on and still uh, ministering uh, as God gives him grace. And so Terry was there, but also David, another heavyweight uh, in uh, the work of God. And both Terry and David are fathers in God to me. And they are definitely people that I have often reflected upon with Wimber and thought, I want to imitate their faith. And while I was talking to, uh, to the three of them 
uh, as you do. Uh, suddenly, David turned to me and said, Martin, what are you speaking on tomorrow? And it seemed in my dream, I mean, you can tell it was a dream, uh, that I was speaking at this large conference the, the following morning. And David wanted to know, you know, what I was going to bring. And uh, I remember in the dream, I, I felt a little bit nervous and hesitated and, and said, well, I, I've got two things in my mind, David, but I'm not really sure which one it's going to be. And I said one of them. And then the funny thing was, is I couldn't remember what the other one was. <laughs> so it obviously wasn't that important. Uh, but I remember what the, the first one was. But it, it was slightly unfinished in, in my thinking as I described it to David. And I said, what I'm going to do, David, I'm going to pray to God tonight and just get clarity on what I should speak on. As I, I, I then left and then remember walking through the campsite and I remember praying and felt God speak to me in the dream in that moment. Uh, and I felt God underline that I must push ahead with that first idea. That's definitely what he had for me. In fact, he gave more uh, uh, revelation, if you like, more uh, details of, of what that talk should be, what that message should be that I was going to bring the following morning. I remember even phoning Dawn and said, Dawn, you must bring those notes because I've got to include that as part of the message. And in fact, the things that came to me in the dream were things that I've been living with over the recent months over these past, during the lockdown, if you like, things I feel God has been saying to me so clearly. It was like God was saying this, Martin, you may not be a John Wimber. You may not be a Terry Virgo. You may not be a David Devonish. But their God is your God. And I am, Jesus says, the same yesterday today and forever. I'm the same God that they follow, the same God that they place their trust in. So therefore, Martin, you run with all that I'm saying to you, trusting in me who does not change, imitating the faith of those leaders that still are a model for me even today. It was a wonderful moment. I woke up, told Dawn, Dawn, I've had a prophetic dream and I described it to her. And thankfully, she didn't say, oh, you're crazy. No, no, no. She's quite the opposite. She knows the things that God has been uh, stirring me in. And I'm really excited about how that will unravel and unpack in the coming weeks and months. Let me just remind you of Hudson Taylor, what, what happened to him uh, uh, as he writes, reflecting on that earlier conversation uh, towards the end of his life. He succeeded in his goal, planting churches across China. And Hudson Taylor reflects about the advice he was given by this minister. And he writes these words. I've grown older since then, but not wiser. I am more than ever convinced that if we were to take the directions of our master and assurances he gave to his first disciples more fully as our guide, we should find them to be just as suited to our times as those in which they were originally given. Wonderful. Towards the end of that letter, in fact, in verse 20, it says that Jesus is described as the great shepherd of his sheep. That's, that's the Jesus that doesn't change. The same yesterday, today and forever. He's the great shepherd, if you like, the senior pastor. 
In fact, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, many churches use that phrase, senior pastor, for, for the sort of leader of the team. And we've deliberately not used that because Jesus is the senior pastor. Leaders are, I trust, worthy to imitate. I've got leaders that, that I, I, I'm so grateful to God and continually look to imitate their faith. But we imitate their faith in the Jesus who doesn't change. The senior pastor, the great shepherd that we read in Hebrews. The Jesus who is the same today, yesterday and forever, is our senior pastor, caring for his sheep. If Jesus is still the same in our generation, then so is his gospel. And so is his call to worship and to suffer in his name. And so is his commitment to act as our senior pastor, caring for us, strengthening us, being there for us, leading us through dark times and out the other side. I'm reminded of Psalm 23, which talks about that the Lord is our shepherd. And the words like, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. That's the senior pastor. That's Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today and forever. I trust that you would find great encouragement that we can believe in that Jesus. We can take the challenges, the valleys, the dark times that we find ourselves in, and we can draw strength from truth of his story in history, but the life that he brings to us today and the certainty that we will be with him forever. The one who is the same yesterday, today and forever. God bless you. God be with you. I trust you will know this Jesus and you will know that he is for you and he is with you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.